0: The Guaranteed Irish Business Podcast with Breed O'Connell. Hello and welcome to the Guaranteed Irish Podcast. Guaranteed Irish, Ireland's symbol of trust and provenance, helps Irish consumers identify products and services that are altogether a better choice for the life of their communities and indeed Ireland. Hi, I'm Breed O'Connell and every fortnight a Guaranteed Irish business member will join me to tell us more about their business, its objectives, contribution to local communities and its support for Irish jobs. The podcast is aimed to shine a light on all Guaranteed Irish business across Ireland, from pharmaceutical to food, from science to health, and how these businesses benefit their local communities, drive innovation and stay competitive in a global marketplace. Joining me today is Ciara Donlan, founder and managing director of Thea Helker. Ciara, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Breed. Delighted to be here. Now, Thea Helker, I've read about you. For those who haven't heard about you, tell us what you're about.
1: So, in a nutshell, Thea Healthcare produced post operative lingerie made from sustainable bamboo fiber that makes women feel better faster after surgery. So, this, uh, the, the fiber that makes women feel better. I
0: like the elevator pitch, by the way. It's very short and to the point. That's exactly what we need. Thank you. Um, I'm sure it took you a uh, moment to honed, get it down. Yes. It's been honed, yeah. In terms of making women feel better faster, it's obviously the material you're using.
1: Yeah, it's both. So um, we looked at it from two points of view. We looked at it from what our customers wanted to wear post-surgery, which, believe it or not, nobody had asked them before. So we interviewed over 100 breast cancer survivors uh, in focus group setting. And we basically said, look, what do you want? Um, What do you want to wear after you've had surgery? And they told us like not rocket science, but literally every design feature that we have came from them. So as a result, we have 100% customer satisfaction rating from our customers. And the question, why did you get into this business, Kira? So that's a little bit more complicated. Um, so my background is kind of traditional marketing. Um, my la- I la- worked in a lot of corporates. Um, and My last corporate role was head of online channel for Vodafone. And back in 2009, when the economy was going under, um, I took a package from there, mm. decided I'd always wanted to do my own thing, but I'd never had any idea what I wanted to do. And I would like to- I was 12 years in corporate at that point and always working in online. So I worked in online when it was painful to work in online. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I took the package and went, right, this is my chance. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was actually buying a pair of shoes in Ranala, the village where I'm from. And she's a solicitor who owned the shoe shop. So we started talking about completely changing career. And she said to me, this village needs a lingerie store. And I had no children at the time. I've one son now, but this was back in 2010. And I started thinking about the women who'd been on my team in Vodafone and I'd had a number who had gotten pregnant and who'd had big problems getting nice maternity and nursing underwear. Mm. So I decided to stand in Renala on the streets and do a questionnaire. (coughs) And I asked um, a lot of women, do you want a lingerie shop? They said yes. And I went to AIB as they were in serious financial difficulty with my 25 page business plan and asked them would they 50% finance cupcakes lingerie as it was called and they did and um, we opened up next door to them on the triangle oh, well, I have to stop you there your business plan must have been impressive <laughs>
0: At that point in time
1: Well yeah yeah. I'm, it must have been actually Because I wasn't even A customer of AIBs When, right. when I went looking For um, for them to fund me It was quite amusing though Because we opened up Next door to them And we were bright pink And we had a lot of um, Half naked ladies In the window So we got a lot of laughs Out of that with them um, But actually We were we were profitable In the first year Um right. I went and trained How to fit bras properly And I got a very good Reputation for doing that Which is extremely important Because mm. most of us Wear the wrong bra size mm-hmm. As you probably know And actually then what happened was I started getting a lot of breast cancer survivors into me um, who wanted something comfortable and pretty, and they were going to buy my maternity and nursing bras. And that really shocked me on two levels. One, because a lot of them can be left invertile after treatment. So for them to even consider wearing a garment that is for pregnancy really shocked me. And secondly, why was there not something available on the market for these women? Of course. So that's what started it. So... 2012, And in fairness, I needed another challenge. I was kind of getting a little bit samey in the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So I went to Enterprise Ireland in 2012 when they put the word female in front of their feasibility fund for the first time. <laughs> okay, I like it. And um, over 200 women applied for 15 market research grants. And 30 of us pitched. What year was that? Just remind 2012. 2012, okay, 2012. just remind everybody ago. out there. Yeah. Not that long ago. Shocking. So I got one and I used that money to do the research.
0: Well done. Yeah. So out of
1: that came your Thea
0: Hilker. So uh, providing lingerie for women uh, who are
1: post-operative. That's where it started. Yeah. Yeah. So today the business describe it today. So, yeah, it's interesting I say that's where it started, because what we discovered was that um, what's applicable to breast cancer is applicable to a a host of other areas as well. Um, And this is where the bamboo comes in. So I I chose bamboo as a material because the women that I interviewed were all talking about itchy, scratchy, uncomfortable bras that they were wearing 24-7 for up to eight weeks or even longer, depending on complications. They were all synthetic. There was no natural fibres. So it was purely been driven on the economics of cheap material. I wanted to give them something better than cotton, and I came across bamboo in a natural fiber book, and it literally but seemed it's to be sustainable, isn't it? It is. It's extremely sustainable. Yeah, it doesn't use pesticides, fertilizers. It sucks up more CO two than cotton or than trees, and cotton uses twenty thousand litres of water for one kilo That's of right, production. yeah. And bamboo shocking, doesn't use any shocking fa- uh, facts associated with cotton. At the moment. we've
0: we've just learned, we're beginning to learn in the Western world, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And like bamboo is a great alternative, mm. um, and it is becoming more common as a material, which is fantastic. Super. But what had never been done was um, it said that it was antibacterial, highly absorbent, wickable, sustainable, thermally regulated. sorry. So it, it draws the moisture away from your okay. skin.
0: great for curing and yeah, yeah healing yeah. for
1: for helping, yeah. Um, and it also said that it was hypoallergenic, so good for any type of skin conditions. It's UV resistant naturally, All right? Um, and it's also odor killing. You don't. I didn't smell. know any of that. That's amazing.
0: So people need to know about this. They do. Well, that's why
1: we're around. Great. Okay. um, So I went to UCD. I wanted to prove everything I've just said to you. Because I knew if I went to the HSC or the NHS and said, I have a bra that will make your ladies heal faster, I'd probably get laughed at. They'd prefer to give them drugs, probably. Mm. Um, So I proved it. So I I got a... um, an oncology nurse, Claire, who worked in the matter, she did her research masters with us for two years and now it's a UCD research masters. Um, and she basically looked at two sides. She looked at the fabric and the properties, and then she looked at the physical and psychological aspect of what you wear for the four weeks post surgery. And the results for were the pretty patient. amazing. Right. Yeah, so on the fabric side, because of her background in oncology, we grew the two most virulent bacteria that you find in breast wounds in particular. We grew them on our 70% bamboo material and we grew them on 100% cotton. The cotton was destroyed and our material resisted by 93 and 97% respectively. Wow. So it's massively bacteriostatic. So I can't say that it will get rid of infection. Mm. But you've got a very, very, very small chance of getting an infection mm. if you're wearing it on you afterwards. And we do have anecdotal evidence of of no open wounds after the ten ten 10 day checkup bruises healing faster. Skin rashes disappearing. mold infections disappearing. So have you endorsements from physicians then? Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot of testimonials
0: from the medical community. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah, absolutely. So with that armed, you clearly had a very strong product, huge USP mm-hmm. um, to the others in the marketplace. Um, you had funding from EI and obviously yeah, your own funding. and private funding, yeah. And then, um, so you, you, you went to the marketplace with your product. How's it doing?
1: Yeah, it's do it's doing great. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, we obviously tested in Ireland first, um, and we use we're pretty much everywhere in Ireland at this point. You'll find us in most hospitals, in every little lingerie shop that stocks mastectomy, um, including Arnett's. We're in Arnitz. Um but yeah. So Ireland is kind of we're strong in Ireland, which is great because it's our home market. We're an NHS approved supplier in the UK. We also supply House of Fraser in the UK. Um, We're in a number of private hospital groups in the UK. We sell into the Netherlands. That would be our main market in Europe, actually, at the moment. We're about to embark on a clinical study in France with one of their private hospital groups. Great. Which I'm really looking forward to because that market um, is a massive market for us, not just in terms of breast cancer, but actually aesthetics is massive in France, much bigger than people realize okay um so we're looking to get into that market as the next um european market and and america has just opened up to us which is amazing so we've gotten our european and us patents within the last couple of months i was just going to ask you about the patents yeah so they're all sorted they are all sorted and that was just based on the science that we did on the on the material and also on the physical and psychological aspects so we proved that um our bras your body image increases pain Decreases, whereas compared to our competitors, it was the actual opposite. Body image decreased and pain increased increased at the same time. And where was that
0: study done, Kira?
1: That was done in the four main teaching hospitals in Dublin. Brilliant. And, and UCD obviously as well. So they either wore our or they wore best in class. Brilliant. Which okay. So then you're in the US. Where are in the US are you stuck? So we're we're starting kind of quite strangely. Um, we're we're not starting small. So we've just actually signed contracts with Walmart.com. Oh wow. Yeah.
0: Congratulations. Thank you very much. Global
1: domination. That's the plan. Um so we should be live on their website. I'm gonna say June, because um you never know what's gonna happen. Um but yeah, so that deal took our Every year to get over the line. Brilliant. Um and then on the medical side, which is our main market, so we oh, at the moment our market would be sixty percent direct to medical. Um, we've just signed but I assume Walmart is gonna
0: tip tip that across the to the other
1: side. Yeah, well it could do very mm. it could do, um I suppose Walmart is like a double edged sword because we get on it but then we have to make sure that people buy from us that's on right. it. So that's gonna that's going to cost us a lot of marketing of spend course, and yeah particularly online. So um, we have to we have to approach this kind of sensibly over there as well. So that's why we're backing it up with a very strong offering in medical. Um, and we've just done this big deal with the Green Health Exchange, which is a purchasing group um, in the US that only buys sustainably and ethically for their hospitals. Super. And um, like the Mayo Clinic is part of it, there's very big names part of it. And um, there's over 2000 hospitals. And, uh, yeah, we just signed that last month. So um, we did a trial with one of the hospitals. So we've ticked all their boxes. They've tested our products, etc. So we are going to be their preferred supplier now for post-operative lingerie. That's fantastic. What a success story,
0: Kira. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Single-handedly changing the world. I have to say it's huge credit due to you. Thank you very much. Now, the fact that you're Irish, is that opening doors for you or is it of benefit to you?
1: Yes, I, I, I do find it is, actually. And, do you know, it's funny that you should say that because some people are actually saying the opposite to me. Is it hindering us in the UK with... Brexit and yes, everything, yeah. and I, I know there have been stories that that has happened to Irish people over there. Um, I've read about quite a few of them, but that I've actually find the opposite in the medical market. Anyway, in the UK, an awful lot of the nurses are Irish. Yes, yeah. Um, which definitely the nurses mafia over there helps enormously. Right, um, great. and I find them to be incredibly open and willing to work with us. And the Amer- Americans are exactly the same. I'm sure, they love us. Mm. And actually, the guaranteed Irish is one thing that. Um, I'm really looking forward to using in the American market. Great. In particular. Yeah. Particular, so we're doing our FDA approval at the moment. Brilliant. Um Yeah, so that should be through hopefully within the next 3 months and we have to redo our packaging and everything mm. once we get the FDA approval and I'm planning on putting the guaranteed Irish now on it for for the American for the American market. Yeah, cuz definitely it it is a USP and the fact that I'm w- Am I the only? I'm just thinking about this. I think we might be the only Irish lingerie manufacturer because mm. the industry died in the early 90s. Now, I can't manufacture here. I can't. I don't say mm. I won't. There's no mm. physical way that I can manufacture my products here because mm. they don't exist. The mm. infrastructure doesn't exist. Mm. Um, so I, I won't. Well, maybe, you know, you never know. If I do, if I do exceed, succeed in global domination, maybe I could open a factory here, but not yet. Mm. Um. But like I actually can't manufacture here. I don't have any choice but to manufacture abroad. Mm. But it's great. Like we have designed in Dublin written mm. on our products. Um, and all your research and packaging and everything. Yeah, and the whole team is here. Mm. Um, But apart from apart of obviously UK sales. But I, I'm very proud of the fact and the Americans love it actually. Mm. More so than the English. The English are very willing to work with us, but the Americans love the fact embrace that. Embrace it. They embrace it, yeah. Mm. Exactly, we found
0: yeah. that with other members actually as well in that space, yeah. which has been interesting and so, uh, rewarding. Um, in terms of going forward um, obviously there's other massive markets these are great markets that you've cracked them so quickly what's the secret to cracking them so quickly?
1: Um, for me it was definitely the science because we are a medical device and mm. it's the healthcare space I think you have to have proof of of whatever you want to do, and if you do get, if you put the money in time and effort, because that costs a lot of money. Yes, um, and even getting our ISO, the medical device ISO, that's a lot. Totally There's a lot sure. involved in it. Mm. Um, but I think if you put the time at the at the beginning and really understand what your what your customer wants, like that's massively important. I, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs who. But Kira, that's that's easily
0: said now that you're at the other side of it. When you were ploughing through
1: that yeah.
0: in terms of finance, how you know, what structures had you in place to keep the fine to keep the whole show moving and keep, you know, bread and butter on the table. It's very hard, isn't it?
1: It was really hard. And I'm just kind of grimacing at remembering what it was like and it's not that long ago. Um I found it really that was the most stressful part of, of scaling and and you know how it is, when you get to the other side, everybody wants to give you money. But mm. when you're looking for money, it's That's very difficult right. to get it. And it took me 13 months to raise half a million, mm. which is a long time. It is. And I did bootstrap. And um, and the other thing for founders, and I've heard this from a lot of other founders, is you have to take your eye off sales to mm. raise investment. No. And so then your sales actually aren't growing as mm. fast as they should be. And then the would be investors are saying to you, well, why aren't your sales growing? And you're like, well, because I'm here in front of you and I'm doing multiple PowerPoint presentations. Mm. So I found that extremely stressful. And to be honest, I I got a lot of help from friends and family at that time, um, which I'm internally grateful to them for. Um, and the directors of the company as well um, helped out. But it was extremely stressful. And because I think the products speak for themselves and the market is there, that's why I managed to get over the line. And Enterprise Ireland have gone in again for a further funding round, which is unusual. Um, So they still have the belief in us. And I think that helped as well. Was the funding for Enterprise Ireland adequate and was it uh, easily got with
0: your proof and your mid-tech science behind you?
1: Well, when I first went looking for funding from them um, back in 2013, which was the CSF, the 50000 and the 5000 put in, um, they didn't actually invest in many textiles at all. So I was unusual to get um, CSF funding because they were giving it to an awful lot of technology companies. But they obviously believed in your innovation. Yeah, they did. They mm. did. And actually Julie Cinnamon was on that mm. CSF Board. She said that to me recently. I didn't even notice her at the time, mm. but um, but yeah, and and she remembers my whole story. So it obviously, it obviously resonated. resonated. It obviously did in in Enterprise Ireland. Yeah. So in terms
0: of getting the funders, then, so the guys who came in with the first half a million, they're your real stalwart supporters.
1: Yeah, yeah and they're great guys and they're Irish which I'm absolutely thrilled about as well. And um, because I was looking abroad for investment um it's and Great to get the Irish backing, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really important to me actually and and these guys really they they invest in other Irish companies and they really want to see indigenous Irish businesses grow. They're not interested in getting in and out quick, which I also I want to grow this business. I don't want to necessarily sell it. Um So as that's soon my next question. How much should you to trade away or are you still the hundred percent shareholder? Oh god, no, not at yeah. all. I'm far from it at this yeah. point. I'm still I'm still well above um the fifty percent, which is good. But um but I mean I know I'm gonna have to go look for more More funding. But we definitely view ourselves now as a medical garment company, though, as opposed to a post-operative lingerie company because our product roadmap now is all about... Other ailments and symptoms of disease that can be treated using natural fibres. Of and course. There's a lot out there, and not just necessarily with bamboo. So the science is always going to say important, and we'll continue to do a lot of other research with other natural fibres. Can I jump in there and ask you, in terms of the research, how did Ireland fare in the research? Are we good at that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, UCD were fantastic and the biomedical engineers there that we worked closely with, yeah. And was it easy to access, Kira for others coming through who might be listening? Yes, um, Irish Research Council. Okay, are really good to approach. Uh, oh, yeah. They have a lot of fifty uh, percent funding or shared funding that you can use if you need to try and find somebody like Claire to do a research master's or a postgraduate or a PhD for you. And that's good to know for those who might be listening. So, competition? Do you have any? We do in the traditional post-operative brass space. They're mainly German and they're very big and they make the prosthetics as well. We don't have anybody in the natural fibre space. And because of the patent, fingers crossed, it'll, um, uh, well, they, they are not allowed now. Right. But um, but actually, we, uh, we haven't come across anybody who's actually using natural fibres that much in this space yet. Amazing, isn't it? It in is, age. yeah.
0: So, Kira, next three moves in the next twelve months. What, what, what are the goals?
1: Okay. Well, the goals are to get us uh, on the map in the US. Um, that's a massive goal for the company now, and I'm going to be spending a lot of my time over there. Um, we also want to kind of. Lock down the private sector in the UK. Um, so make sure that we are the brave choice in the majority of them. So that's number two. And the other one is building, continuing to build a really strong t- team. To okay. scale. which is hard, isn't it? In a, in a challenged talent
0: acquisition market here in Ireland.
1: It is absolutely like definitely. Um, I've got a really good team now and they're all extremely motivated and they are very loyal, but they really believe in what Tei is trying to achieve. So, as you say, at the moment in the market out there and um, what people can command, um, having a, a USP that people can believe in, um, you really need that as well. Because I, I still can't afford to pay massive salaries. Of course, at the up. moment, yeah. Kira, um,
0: uh, I must ask in terms of the likes of um, support for your product. For uh, patients of private healthcare such as VHI, Leia, um, Bupa, as it was, or those types
1: of um, companies out there, is
0: there financial support for people to redeem against uh, your product? Purchase? So, this is
1: an interesting one. So, um, this is actually great for Ireland. So, Ireland give every breast cancer survivor two free bras a year. Didn't know that. And a prosthetic every second year. Okay. And we are massively ahead of the curve here. Now, the Fine Gael government last year tried to withdraw this and there was a massive hoo ha all around the country. So they backed out. And so I hope they will continue to take that stance because we are doing something great for the women of Ireland who have gone through breast cancer. So in that regard, um, it's covered. Um, so there's a lot of small businesses mastectomy shops that really rely on those two free bras mm, of course that are given every year um, but I, I it's very unusual for and me more importantly
0: the patients rely on it
1: absolutely um, and I mean it sustains them and it also sustains businesses um, but on the other side it's the only market I've come across that offers this I have not come across this in any other market like in the UK they think this is they can't believe it. Like, is isn't this
0: returning tax to the exchequer and why would the government Want to get rid of that?
1: Yeah, it is. I, You know, they saw it as a big outlay, but to be honest, it's not. 3,000 women a year are diagnosed with breast cancer in Ireland. Mm. So it's small fry and mm. it it makes a it's it's a very good story mm. and it's feel good for about the women who go through it and for the and for the businesses it sustains. So I thought it was very short sighted of them to even consider removing it. And
0: it actually should be a good story for the government in hand. So yes, exactly. uh, we need to dial that up. That's a brilliant story and we'd leave it on that positive note. Kira Donlan, managing director and founder of Thea Healthcare, you're an inspiration in terms of perseverance and tenacity and belief in doing the right thing uh, continued to success.
1: Thank you so much, Breed.
0: That's it for now. I'm Breed O'Connell from Guaranteed Irish. See you next time. If you feel your business can benefit from networking with like-minded businesses here in Ireland, contact guaranteedirish.ie for more information.